All right. Well, praise God. I've got something for you all today. Are you ready to receive from the heart of God? Um, I want to I talk about fear today. How many have ever experienced fear? So I, I would like to propose just a, some, some different approaches to this this morning. If you can kind of hang with me. Um, that, that really our, all of our life revolves around fear. Everything we do is determined by fear. Uh, a fear of not being financially secure causes you to go, go to work for the post office. <laughs> right? You know, you're going to make sure that you're going to take care of your kids. So that's actually a fear. It's a driving thing. Because is that your preference? Is that what you would do if you had... You know, it didn't matter. If you didn't have that fear of potentially not having something, you wouldn't do other things, right? Um, what's that? She's not fear by working for the I'm not saying you're fear. No, I'm, it's not fear working for the... It's like, why do you go to work, though? It's because there's a, there's a concern about making sure you have enough money. Right. And so there's, it's, it's not... You're not afraid. I mean, we, we... Hang with me, okay? Hang with me on this. <laughs> so... So it's really, it's really a, a battle of fears. So the, the fear that is, is, is given the attention, is given the, 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 uh, uh, the focus at the moment is the one that gets the action. So I'll just tell a little quick little story here too. I, I was coming up here uh, from home yesterday, coming up Baghdad. And, and I, know that, I noticed this policeman turn his lights on back there and go around a car and then he turned his lights off and then he went around me real fast. You know, he's going, <laughs> he's going, you know, I don't know, 60, 70 miles an hour there on Baghdad, you know. And um, so then I turned right on, on New Hope and um, this, this tan colored SUV comes by me real fast on the right hand side and he is gathering speed and there's there's two policemen coming from the opposite direction that turn their lights on, and and by the time he gets to to uh, 183, there he's no. <laughs> it's right before the light turns red, uh, you know, from the other side, uh, and, and so, but he's he's going probably 70, 80 through that intersection because he, you know how 183 at New Hope there, it kind of goes like this. He goes over that thing and he bottoms out, you know, and comes out. Wow. <laughs> and, and I mean, if there would have been anybody going across, yeah, it would have just, and, and I'm thinking, what causes somebody to, because if you have half a brain, you know, that's dangerous, <laughs> you know? There's some fear that should be in you that you don't drive that way. Even if you like to drive fast, you don't do it in that kind of... So, what, so there was another fear that caused this person to overcome the fear of, of driving like a maniac. <laughs> and what was that fear? So he did something wrong probably and the policeman are... He's afraid of them, isn't he? Yeah. So, so there's this, there's, there's this challenge of the fears... And we're going through this in our world today in a big time way. Everything that's being, uh, that we're experiencing is based on fear. 
the biggest fear that everything is using is the fear of death. And so the fear of death is causing people to, uh, you know, there's another fear that we would have, a normal fear that we would have. Uh, I would be very concerned about putting something in my body that is not proven. I mean, you couldn't get me to do that. Normal people, the, the mass of America would not do that, right? They would not um, give up rights that we have. They would not let anybody manipulate them. You're not going to tell me I can't. Until you get another fear involved, right? And if you can get that fear strong enough, it will overcome the other fears. Can you see this? It's not that we're without fear. It's just which fear are we choosing? Because there, there's, there's a fear that's going to come out. And it's very critical. And you can see this. It's very critical how we choose our fears. And we'll see. And I'll just... Uh, how... How are fears determined? How, do you, how, how are you? How do you come about a fear? And I'll propose this, and we'll get to it as we go through this. But how does faith come? Because you know, really, fear has been presented as the opposite of faith, right? What is it? False evidence appearing real, but sometimes it's real. It's a very real thing. In fact, we're going to see this. <laughs> There's a very powerful fear that we are actually supposed to have. And if we don't have it, you don't have faith. But how does faith come? Faith comes by information. Right? You don't even actually have to see something. It's just information that you get. And the amount of faith you have is determined by how much information you're getting. Right? And you can, con- you can actually manipulate your faith by information. That's true. Right? Yeah. You, can, you can do something with your faith by information. That's and fear is exactly the same way. It's manipulated by information. So to make sure that you get fearful, there's a dominance of information. In fact, there's an exclusion of anything that would oppose that. Why? To instill the fear that will cause somebody to give up the other common sense fears in order to do this. You have to build the fear up for it to to defeat other fears. Does this make sense? Have you ever thought about it this way? (laughs) And yet it's true, is it not? You know? So... I grew up before they, we, there was such a realization of, of um, you know, the dangers of, well, I, I still don't understand this, but like si- smoking a cigarette or, or um, you know, taking substance into your body, uh, you know, dangerous substance, something that you can get hooked on right away and, and you see the results of it in people's lives and, and yet. So it's obvious. Actually, when, when somebody's actually first partaking of something, I, I hear once you take just one experience with some of this stuff can, can totally become a problem for you. And surely, this is a fear. It would be a common sense fear for anybody 
taking a, a, a substance into my body that can cause me to become addicted and destroy, to, to completely destroy my life. That's common information, is it not? But what defeats that fear? Fear of rejection. Fear of missing out on something that looks like it's fun. All right? Now, I know there's other things. You know, there's enticements and things. But there's, there's this common sense. You shouldn't do that. In fact, <laughs> in the garden, Adam and Eve... God told them not to, but what, there was a fear that rose up. Oh, well, I'm going to miss out on, yeah. on being smart. I'm, I'm going to miss out on something. Yeah. And so there's, it's always the battle of the fears. And which one is fed the most? The one you're meditating on. I'll guarantee you Eve was meditating on those things more than she was thinking about God or the repercussions. The enemy wants to come in and he wants to say, it's not going to be that big of a deal. That fear you have. No, go ahead and take that puff. Put that in your arm. Do whatever. And it's not going to affect you. Just, just, but if you don't, what are you going to miss? <laughs> so it's information, isn't it? It's an experience that feeds both fear and faith the same. And the way to, to manip manipulate fear is just the same as faith. You can do something about it, yeah. right? Yeah. So we'll look at this because we're not, you know, we're not supposed to fear. And yet what, what I'm going to get to today is the way to defeat fear is with fear. Remember, there was a, there was a statement kind of like that that was made in the Second World War. I think it was Roosevelt, wasn't he? Wasn't it that said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, you're fearing something, aren't you? And so there's, there's a, a need to be able to understand this principle, and actually it is critical, in our, especially as, as Christians. And, it, and we will succumb to all kinds of fears. We'll, we'll be manipulated by them, and we'll abandon common sense things, depending on what we're exposed to, and what we yield our hearts to, Okay? All right, this is kind of a different approach to fear, isn't it? But, but let's look at it, okay? So, whoops. Um, given with life in Christ is peace and freedom from fear that is unavailable in the world. So this is actually just a supernatural gift that we get in the presence of God. How many experience that? You, you're going through a period of time where, where you're anxious and you're, 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 you have some real fears in your life. It's not just false. Some real things. But you get in the presence of God, what happens? What can happen? <laughs> you can, I cast all my cares on you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And anytime I don't know what to do, I just cast my cares upon you. And, and, and when that's a real experience, well, there's a supernatural thing. It's like a gift. That you get peace. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. It's, actually, it's an actual gift that Jesus said, I, I, I gave this to you. Yeah. I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. That's something that we need more than anything else, isn't it? Yes. Just peace of mind and heart. 
And, and, and the world can't even begin. The world says, if you just do this, you'll be, you'll be in peace. You'll be safe. And you're taking this from somebody that doesn't have a clue. Isn't this amazing? Some of the stuff that's going on in the world today. Uh, you know, we're supposed to trust in science. But if you look at science, it has nothing to do with what they're telling you to trust. Is this true? <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm, not come, I'm not just trying to get in a fight or anything. I'm just saying some truth. But this is the way the enemy works. He'll say, just, just trust me with this. And it's coming. Anytime you're given some information, go to the source. See what the motive is. See what the, what the real intent is. And don't just listen to, you know, it's, it's been amazing to me during this, these last couple of years how people <laughs> accuse others of being ignorant because they haven't watched some documentary that they've watched. Has anybody ever experienced that? Oh, you're just ignorant, so you don't understand what we understand because you haven't watched this documentary that was produced by somebody that's trying to manipulate information. Is that true? <laughs> so it's very important to go back and look at, all right, who's making this? What is their motive? What are they trying to do? And what is the real basis for the truth that they're trying to because when you start messing with something that has been established and, been, and has been a bedrock and has been proven over time, you better be having something really good. <laughs> right? Jesus said, I came to give it and the world can't give it. So don't be troubled or afraid. You know, there's a... There's a uh, television host that likes to say this phrase. He'll, Don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because of you? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not getting my peace from you, but I am not going to let my heart be troubled. Now, you don't, just have, you don't even just have Jesus tell you that, and that's all you need. How do you not let your heart be troubled? Because we got stuff coming at us, don't we? It's very important to not be afraid because as soon as you are afraid, what happens when you, you become afraid? Again, you will give up something that is very precious just to appease this fear. Either that or you will be paralyzed and not make the moves that you need to make. Right? This is what the enemy always wants to do. He wants to get you caught up in this thing and then you will, will do whatever he wants to do. Here's the ultimate thing of faith and fear is what are you going to follow? What you're following is what you've been exposed to the most and is what you fear or you believe the most. How do you know? It's what you're doing. What you end up doing. What are they trying to do in our world today? They're trying to get us to do stuff. To do what they tell us. It's, it's completely opposite of freedom. Right? And it's completely reflective of evil. Because it does not liberate us. In Christ we have complete liberty. And so that's how we fight this though. Amen? So... So we're actually commanded to fear. 
So we, we have to figure out what's going on. If, if we're not supposed to fear, we, we, we've been the give, given the gift of not fearing, and yet we're told to fear. And it becomes very important to fear. Well, there, there might be a reason for fearing that is good. If it's the right kind. If it's in the right, if, if, if it's fearing the right thing. Deuteronomy 10.20 says, You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him. And to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. What is an oath? That, that means I'm going to pattern my life based upon my fear of this. Right? With the fear, so, so, so here, here's another way of looking at, at a fear. It's, it's how this thing is going to impact my life, either for good or for evil, if I do it or I don't do it. Right? And so here's what I want to press into just a little bit, and we'll get to some more. Is when it says fear God, it says fear God. I think we can have a, 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 a disjointed perspective of just being reverent. That's where, so when you get in the presence of God, to fear him, you just got to get quiet. And, and maybe, you know, assume some kind of position of, yeah. But, but what, what do other, what, what, what are the other things you fear? It's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> It's like Larry sent a picture of a of a rattlesnake he, he caught out in West Texas, and and, and he's just, it's amazing to me. He's describing the the, uh, the species of this rattlesnake and giving us percentages of how many you know of the of the two different kinds that are normally in that part uh, in our state, and this was a completely different one. Well, man, I wouldn't know that, you know. But it is, is it really beautiful? Well, <laughs> I guess you'd call it beautiful. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's got lightning bolts on its head and stuff, you know. And, and so I'm telling them that, uh, and it's really rare. I guess it's really a rare, rare um, uh, species. And, and I'm telling, <laughs> telling that to Melanie. She said, well, if it was me, it'd be a whole lot more rare. Because <laughs> at least one more rare, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so when you fear a snake, do you just get reverent in his presence? <laughs> uh, when you really fear something, it's not just going to be just uh, something that you're pacifying it by your, how you get in position. or something. You know what I mean? It's actual fear. <laughs> it's, it's, actually, it's actual concern about what's going to happen to your life based upon this relationship with this. Yeah, right? right? Doom and despair kind of fear. <laughs> Destruction. Why? Because did you know that most of, the, most of the world, based upon Scripture, they're on a wide path that goes where? They're making their own choice, but where's this judgment coming from? Yeah. It's God. Yeah. It's actually his love that makes it possible for them to not go there, for us to not go there, yeah. right? 
He, he's a consuming fire. He, he's, he's destructive of anybody that's against him. <laughs> and, and, and the closer you get to this kind of a God, and, and the more you actually really fear him, <laughs> he extinguishes all other fears. You don't care about what some other things that might happen. He's an amazing God because he's not just destructive. He's also good. Amen. Amen. All right. Are you hanging with me on this? This is important because it's very important to, if we're not going to be in fear by these other things, manipulated by the uh, things in the world, you don't just do it by trying to get, feel secure in yourself. You fight fear with fear. What do you fight fire with? Fire. Right? <laughs> Lack of oxygen. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's different things you can do. But, uh, you know, Larry's talked about that. He does these intentional burns up there. And what they'll do is they'll go and they'll, they'll burn around the edge to make sure that it doesn't get out, out of control once it gets to that far. Um, so you, you actually control things by, by fire. Now, that's not really a point. But, but, but it is. It is when it comes to fear. You don't fight fear with just a, a positive thought. No, you, you fight fear with taking that essential element of how we're made and putting it in a place that's going to extinguish the other fears. Because that's what they're trying to do with us in these other things. Right? They're trying to extinguish fears in our life that would cause us to commonly never go there. By... By raising up this other fear. Oh, you're going to get canceled if you don't bend a knee. You're going to, you know? So we're commanded not to fear. Genesis 15, 1 says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. For I protect you. Now this is the key in this. He in order in order for there to be a response that is appropriate to a command to not be afraid, you have to associate it with the one that's telling you not to. And you have to attach a bigger fear to the one that's telling you that <laughs> than the reason for you to be afraid. You see that? Because that, that's really what's, what's taking place in the reverse for us right now. They're, they're wanting to, us to be so impressed with, with the source of be afraid that we just lay down before it. We're so impressed by it. We're so, oh, now that's some, that's some real science for you. <laughs> now, I'm not impressed. So as long as I'm not impressed, but how do I not be impressed? And it's very important, okay? Um, so I... God, so we, we were just told that we're supposed to fear, and then God shows up and says, don't fear. Well, what's he saying? Fear or not fear? To fear or not to fear? That is the question. To be or not to be? What, what are we supposed to do? Well, we are to fight fear with fear. So when he said this, he said, for I will protect you. He's basically saying, don't fear those little things by fearing me, by taking what I say 
and aligning your life with what I've declared. Amen? Isn't this good? Aren't you glad God has given this way to fight this stuff? And it's, and it's powerful. It will overcome. The answer to tormenting, binding fear is the fear of the Lord. Get beyond the temporal to the eternal ramifications. So Jesus actually makes this clear in Matthew 10, 28. He says, don't be afraid. So he puts all these other things in, in a category of this is what you don't fear. Who want to kill your body, they cannot touch your soul. Now, it, it would have really been good for him just to say that, but he keeps going to give us the way to not fear those things. We can't not fear stuff just because we're just not going to fear. You know, the more... How do you get somebody on the, on the tee um, to hit the ball to the right in golf? Well, you tell them not to, right? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't hit it over there in the woods, right? <laughs> that, that's pretty much what you do, right? Whatever you do, don't do this. The more you're thinking about not doing something, that yeah, and and then you're then you're really frustrated because you knew better, and you know, <laughs> right? But he's not done. He doesn't say, just don't fear those that can, can hurt you on this earth. Because that's all, this is one of the big illusions that the enemy has for us. That our little time on this earth is so important that we have to preserve it above anything else. And as long as our little time on this earth, and, and, and God cares more about that than we do. But as long as it's so high for us in the, and the fear of losing any element of it is elevated so high, we will let go of what Jesus says to really fear. Fear only God. Don't fear those things that can, can steal part of you because they will if you do. As long as you give them your fear, they will manipulate your actions. Who can destroy both soul and body in hell? Oh, I thought Jesus came to just provide a grace that nobody even has to ask for it anymore. No, he's talking about his father. He knows his father. He says, my father, he can, he can destroy. He will destroy you see how it's, it's important to see God in this, in this reality? And you know, when Jesus said, I will never leave you and I forsake you, you know who he is when he's never leaving us? He's this most holy God that doesn't put up with a little bit of anything. <laughs> and the only reason why we can even get close to him is because of his mercy and his, and his blood that he shed for us. It's never because, you know, we were praying. So we lost a couple of really precious people in, in, uh, that we were praying for, you know. And, and I, you know what? I just love being able to trust God in prayer, too. When somebody passes, that doesn't change my, my belief in what God has said. He said to pray for them. 
I don't know the, I don't know the details. I don't know what else has taken place. I just know what I'm supposed to do. Amen? <laughs> and so, so we, we lost, and, and I don't say that lightly, we lost some really precious people in, in the body of Christ that, that we know. I mean, they, they've been very dear to our heart, to this, to this disease. But I've seen this happen, is, is people, they, 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 they allow it to change their faith to change what they believe. If God said something, I don't care what looked like it didn't work. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what, what happened that, 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 co- that could cause me to enter into a realm of fear. Yeah. Amen? Yes. I mean, and these things are inevitable. I mean, we, we all will pass. Yeah. We're all on this earth for a short period of time. Right? Yeah. So to, to let that have a hold on our hearts and to begin to manipulate our faith is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Amen? Amen? I would rather fear the God who said, I have spoken it, I will do it. Yeah. And just stand on that no matter what. Yeah. Amen? Because what I need is what Jesus came and gave me is peace of mind and peace of my heart that is free from the manipulation of losing anything in this earth. And to latch my fear onto a God who can take everything away. Amen? And, and you know what? This needs to be a part of our, our approach to God is he's a destructive God too. You know, if there's, if there's a stronghold in our life, because strongholds are driven by fear. There's a stronghold in our life. One of the biggest ways to, to, to overcome that thing is to not to draw away from God, but to get closer to him. And when you get closer to him, like we talked about going beyond the veil, beyond that veil is a place of, of holiness where the almighty God, <laughs> who's, you know, there, there's a scripture that says when the enemy comes in, what is the enemy coming in with? He's coming in with fear. He's, he's wanting to overcome. He's wanting to take us down. And what does it do? It says the spirit of the Lord raises up a, a flood. If, what does a flood do? We've seen this. It's going on you know, recently. It just overwhelms everything. Just completely demolishes everything in its path. <laughs> Which should I fear the most? <laughs> uh, the spirit of the Lord is the one who's going to dominate. Amen? So when I get in his presence, I, I want to see him as this kind of a God. Amen? Because my faith is going to be directly associated to my fear of him. I, I'm glad we can love on God and we can have that kind of a relationship with him, but he's a fearful God. And our faith will get lined up to actually believe him, <laughs> you can't actually believe in the God of healing if you're not fearing him. Amen? Because it will be very easy to just fear whatever it is that you think is going to take you down. Amen? There's a necessity of getting fear of God involved. From the greatest fear of death... 
uh, there's an opposition of fear of the Lord. And we, we'll, so I, I like thinking about fear this way. Go to the worst thing that you're afraid of because that's what they're doing, you know? Death. That's the biggest, uh, it's the biggest thing, right? Biggest, biggest prize. Proverbs 14, 27. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. Don't you like that? When you're actually conceding to the, 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 the fear of the Lord and what his will is and, and his holiness, you're actually entering into a source of life that is not constricting. Fear of the Lord del delivers you from bondage. It doesn't bring death at all. You know, I was thinking about this when we were praying for Margaret on, on, on Thursday. I was, I was thinking, you know what? We're praying for her eternal life. Now, we're going to speak to her temporary body. But I, I'm so glad that when we talk about our life, it's not a temporal life on this earth. It's an eternal life. So why would I let my eternal life be restricted by my temporal life? Amen? Man, this is powerful. Uh, so fear of the Lord is, is a life-giving fountain, and it offers escape from the snares of death. What are the snares of death? Every fear that's associated with death. Amen? <laughs> so that we don't just succumb and we just say, oh, whatever. No, we're not loving the world by just giving in to fear. Amen? Now, I know, I know other people have participated on, in this in different levels, and there's no condemnation to anybody. I believe that we can just believe God and, and go from this point on, but let's don't be led by a fear other than the fear of God. From this point on, amen? And, and that, I, man, I'm not against any, God's not against anybody. He, he wants to take us to another place, but man, he's the God of creation. <laughs> he's the God that flooded the earth and destroyed everything on the earth. <laughs> he's the God that wanted to destroy all the children of Israel. And, and, and Moses said, I, 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 I remember what you've said. Because he doesn't put up with this stuff. And, the, and the, the precious blood of Jesus is a price that was not buying uh, passivity or, or allowing there to be fears of other things. It was making a way to actually have your heart combined with God's heart to be one with him and to be able to fear him like never before. Amen? That's why we get past the veil into his very presence so that we can... We can see how awesome this God really is and have it shake to the core everything else that needs to fall off. Amen. He will swallow up death in victory and the Lord Jehovah will wipe away tears from all faces. This is quoted in the New Testament later on. I like this. He swallows up death in victory. You know, some of these other translations, it says forever. Isn't that cool? The death is already destroyed. Jesus already destroyed it. So when you get, when, when you're 
heart begins to line up with a God that you're actually fearing, who's, 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 who's changing your choices for your life, what it does is it completely strips the power, the, the biggest thing that anybody would have against us on this earth, death. And so you, you're not impressed by death anymore. Amen? We, now, we'll grieve because of the loss of somebody we love. But it's not death that we're afraid of. Amen? So we don't let it begin to manipulate our faith and say, well, no. 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 There, 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 there's something that happened here. But even this loss is not going to cause me to lose my fear of God. Amen? Because as soon as you start to fear something else and you make your choices based upon that, now, the great creator, the great I am is rendered for you something you not, don't even fear at all. It doesn't take much. It can be one small little thing in your life and as soon as it begins to manipulate what you're choosing to do with your life, you don't fear God anymore. You fear that. Okay. And he shall take away from all the earth the rebuke of his people for Jehovah has spoken. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Don't you just love this? Amen? Now, you don't just, you don't get your victory by just focusing on Jesus' victory over death, though. You get it in the fear of the one who brought the victory. You see the necessity here? Of this relationship we have, that we have with God needs to be one of allowing the awesome fear to just shake us to the core where all this other stuff cannot remain. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this could be seen as a holiness message, but do you see how necessary this is? This isn't just about, you got to quit doing this. You gotta, no, no, this is, this is getting actually having a true fear of God in your life. That liberates you from those things. Those things that, that we do that are harmful. They're bondages. They're not things that, that we have to feel bad about. We have to turn our back on them. But we're not, we're not even afraid of those things. No. Because if we're afraid of them, then they still have us. We place our fear on God. We get in his presence. We allow how this amazing fire that we're even able to be in his presence. Amen? So the, the goodness and severity, those, these are it, the, the contrast here in Romans eleven twenty two. He says it very clearly. Notice how God is both kind and severe. Oh, but you don't build a church on the severe side of stuff, do you? No, we just got to pat you on the back and say how good you are already. <laughs> There's no transformation in that, is there? You might feel good when you're going down to, to do whatever you were going to do anyway. <laughs> he is severe toward those who what? Disobey. How do you know if you fear God? By your level of obedience. Wow. Right? Because you don't fear him if you're not obeying him. In fact, Jesus said, you don't love me if you don't obey me. So how do you get to where you can actually obey somebody? Well, we'll see. All right. 
but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. Man, don't, man, Paul is just really being mean to all these unconverted sinners, isn't he? No, he's talking to us, isn't he? Isn't he? But I thought we were saved forever. Well, we're secure by the blood of Jesus, but we can choose some things still. Or it wouldn't be love. It would be slavery. Right? I, 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 I just feel like sometimes we miss out on, on the real core of what we have. It's not a halfway supplement to life to get Jesus and say, okay, now I just don't have to feel bad about that anymore. No, to, to really have Jesus at all, you have to fear him above everything else so that those other things cannot even remain. <laughs> so the declaration to not fear starts to kind of be expanded, doesn't it? It's not just, okay, I, I can't fear. That's another thing I don't get to do. I don't get to fear. <laughs> so he, his terrible consuming fire. So this is what he is. Hebrews 12, 27 through 29. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. This is implying that even once you have given your life to God, that there is shaking. That there is shaking that will take place. And some of the shaking can take place uh, according to your timing, but it will take place nonetheless. One verse that I didn't put in here, but I was thinking about is, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You know, sometimes we think, well, that's just all the sinners out there. You know what? That's us, too. That's me, too. And what is that bowing to? It's not BLM. You know, it's not to some entity. It's to the sovereignty of God as the only one that we're fearing. When you bow your knee to him, all the others don't get a bow. Amen? So, all the earth will shake. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, what we have in God cannot be shaken. This God that we serve, he is not shaken by anything. Amen? So when we fear him, we enter into a realm of unshakableness. As long as fearing him is having its full accomplishment of demolishing other fears. So, another fear, I think there's another verse that I didn't get in here, but perfect love casts out fear. What is that perfect love? That's, that's the perfect love of being able to come into the presence of God. That's what love has done for us. To be able to access, and what do we do? We get into the the presence of the most holy, fire-consuming God. The other fears cannot remain. That's a perfect love that casts out all other fears. Amen? So what's wonderful about it, this is you're not the one casting out the fears. 
you, you come to him, you put all your fear upon him. Now, again, this, 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 isn't, this is a reverential thing. It's not, a, um, it's, not something that, it's not the kind of fear that repels you. It's the one that makes you want to get there. Amen? You're, you're so concerned about not have, being on its side. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think about it kind of like the way people are coming to America today. Why do they want to come here? Because they fear us. They, they want to be on our side. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So fire fixes the fear choice. So here, here, here's where most of us are, are. We're even hearing this right now, but we have other things that, that, that are still strongholds of fear in our life. They're, they're dominating choices we make. Amen? There's a lot of things that are coming at us. And again, this, this is a message of hope. It's not one of discouragement, okay? Because <laughs> we've been given the presence of God where we can come and we can deal with these things. They're not dealt with all at once. But they're dealt with in a continual basis, in a progressive basis, right? But there's this wonderful uh, story out of the Old Testament. It's where um, Elijah, remember? Um, the children of Israel were getting surrounded by these other, uh, these other nations that had other gods. Yeah. And they were having a hard time really fearing God. Well, these guys got this God. These guys got this God. So they weren't really going all in on this God. And so Elijah addresses them like that. He says, he stood in front of them and said, how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions? We've been given the almighty creator of the universe and yet we can wobble through a day wondering what to really fear. And fire will take care of that. If you get in the, you know, there's some songs that are, Maverick City does that I think are really wonderful talking about, uh, uh, what is it? Um, refiner. Yeah, refiner. And there's another one like that too that talks about fire consuming. Well, what, is, what does that actually mean? <laughs> that means there's some other things that are ha- going to have to be consumed. Other gods. And when that happens, though, what, what is the result of that? That means there's one fear standing when the consuming fire of God shows up. There's one fear standing. <laughs> so remember what happened? He, he called all the 400 uh, uh, prophets of, the, of Baal. And, um, and, and, and man, they're, they're, they're cutting themselves. And, and they have a nice dry uh, sacrifice there. You know, and, and uh, so then what does he do? He, he has a, a water, what is it, 12 buckets or something, and, and he fills up a trough around the, the altar, and it's soaking wet. There's no way, right? And immediately he calls, he calls to God. He doesn't beg God. He doesn't run around, you know, cutting himself or, or trying to really impress God with anything. He just calls on him. Why? Because he fears him. Amen. And immediately... The fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. Isn't that amazing? So if if there's a problem with fear or choice, get in the fire of God. Get in the presence of God. Amen? 
This is why we have each other for this too. Because something happens when we come together. There's an anointing that is magnified when we come together. Amen? It's not about, it's not about us. It's what we're entertaining. It's what we're welcoming. The Holy Spirit is a fire. And when he's, when he's given access, when he's made welcome, there will be the same kind of thing where there's a waffling on fears. Okay, what will I fear? What will, fear choices are resolved with fire. Amen? Give me that next one. Uh, it even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, listened to their response. They fell face down on the ground and cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. What happened to them? They had an influx of information that abolished all other fears. Amen? Amen? This is what we need. And, And these kinds of demonstrations will come from those who fear God. How did this come? This didn't just come randomly, God just doing something. Isn't it amazing? He used Elijah. He used Elijah. And he waited. He said, is he ever going to ask me? (laughs) You know, he waited for for Elijah to say something. Right? And as soon as he said something, God, God, he responds. He will respond to our cry when it's from a position of fear of him. Amen? All right, give me the next one. Both fear and faith come in the same way. So I already said this, but I just want to confirm this a little bit more. Give me the next one. Fear of God enables powerful faith. No fear of God, there's no faith. (laughs) You cannot believe in God to do anything until there's fear of him. Okay, so uh, give me the next one and I'll, I'll give the background on this. Remember this uh, Ananias and Sapphira? Remember they go out and they sell some property and, and the husband comes in and, and they're wanting to make their next investment too while st- still getting all the accolades of the church. And uh, so they, they misquote how much the property sold for and say they're given the whole thing, right? And what happened? That was a demonstration of the judgment of God, wasn't it? Right? I wonder how that'd work, you know? Because all we want when we come to church is just to feel good and we can, you know. You know, we talk about God showing up in a fire. What was he shows up with some judgment, you know? I tell you what, the closer we get to him, the more there'll be an availability of actually beholding him in these ways. I don't want to volunteer for that or anything. No, what that (laughs) makes me want to do is say, okay, man, is there anything out of line in me? Because, you know, we get get stuff out of alignment, don't even know it. Until it starts drifting off the road, you know what I'm saying? Man, I got to do something about this, right? But look what happened, though. So, so great fear <laughs> gripped. With the, so he, he falls down. Wife comes in. She tells the same nonsense. 
and they both fall down, they drag them out, what did that do to the rest of the church? Change their perspective of God. He's not just a good thing. He's something to be feared. Do you see this side of that that is necessary? Great fear. Well, that doesn't sound like a way to expand the church. Does it? But no, great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. Don't you like that? It wasn't even just the church. The community started saying, there is a God. There is a God. Right? But look at the next one. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. Why? Because where the fear of God is given rise, the faith of God is given rise. Amen? You know, I, I, I want demonstrations of the power of God in here. Why? So we can just say, no, because people need to believe. Amen? But the biggest constriction I could see on the, on, the, on the miracles, signs, and wonders would be our fear of God. Amen? It would be, where, where am I in this? So it puts a responsibility. It's, it's, it's like God's just waiting for, he's looking over the whole earth for a heart that is perfect towards him, right? What is that heart? It's a heart that actually has extinguished other fears because it fears him so much, right? And is really, honestly, concerned about their welfare if they don't get in line with this God. It's pretty hard stuff, isn't it? Yes. All right. When exposed to his holiness, there will be trembling. So I'm getting close here. This has been good though, right? Because we, we have to have this as, a, as an integral part of our relationship with God. And what it will do is it will make it more and more precious. Because you realize the power of the blood. The more you fear the one, the only way you get to him is by the blood. The only way you get on his side. You don't just rush across the southern border. You don't just get a free ride in from Afghanistan. No, you have to go by the blood of Jesus. You did catch all my own. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So when we're exposed to his holiness, there will be trembling. There'll be shaking. There will be a, a loosing. What happens in that shaking? It's a loosing off of the other stuff. Amen? So that, that we legitimately will not fear. Not out of our will, not out of our trying, not out of our, because I was told not to fear, so I guess I can't fear. No, it's because we, we are fearing. We've overcome fear with fear. <laughs> Psalm 96, 9. I got a few translations for you here. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let the earth tremble before him. It will affect your state of being. The next one, bow yourselves to Jehovah in honor of his holiness. Be afraid of his presence, all the earth. Wow. When fear of God is chosen above all, there will be bending. What is that? Were you saying? 
I am yielding to the power of this fear over other fears. That's what's being imposed on all the athletes. Bend your knee to what we're saying. When you fear God, you're going to have that same kind of an attitude. It's going to be, I'm, I'm bending my knee now. I'm not waiting until everybody else has to. I'm going to see God in his holiness right now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait until there's an actual real fire. <laughs> you know? We can, we can go there now. But boy, it has to be our choice. We have to have this revelation. Amen? So Romans 14, 11. For the scripture says, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me. Oh, I did have it in there. And every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Let's keep going. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. See, that, that, that's us. The, all, those, all those bended knees. And what we're doing is God, God is very, he, he's like an accountant kind of person, you know? He keeps track of a lot of stuff that we think, aren't you glad for grace? Aren't you glad for the mercy of God? I mean, it, it makes that, it, it, it just gives so much more value to it the more you realize that he doesn't put up with anything and he's keeping track of everything. <laughs> wow. And to love this kind of God is not to become passive about pleasing him. The more you love him, the more you become desperate to not be manipulated by any other fears in this temporal life. Amen? So Romans 13, 11 says, this is all the more urgent for you, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Isn't that encouraging? So we should actually get excited when these things are taking place. We should not be, we don't enter into fear, goodness, no. Our fear is elsewhere, right? The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in, in, in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, this is, the, this is the part, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you clothe yourself with those things, don't you like, it, 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 says, it says to not do all those things, but then it gives the way to not do them. When you clothe yourself in the presence of, of the Lord, you're clothing yourself in his holiness. You're clothing yourself in his uncompromising righteousness and you're clothing yourself in a fear of, of altering that relationship in the least. Amen? Amen. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Alright, let's say this nice and loud. We'll say it a few times, okay? Because of his mercy and love, I continually live and move in the very presence 
of the great I am. It's nothing I've done to deserve it at all. I don't have to come up with some deserving. It's because of his mercy, amen? So we can declare this even when our conscience is trying to beat us down, tell us we're nothing. We're defeated. We declare this. Amen. Because of his mercy and love, I continually live and move in the very presence of the great I am. I desire to grow in revelation of just how awesome you are. To complete tremble before you. Let's say it again. I desire to grow in revelation of just how awesome you are. To completely tremble before you. I'll tell you what, when this is a cry of our heart, he'll answer it. Amen? When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you get filled up with what you're hungry for. Amen? That's why it's so important to make these kind of declarations, because your heart will get in line with what your mouth is saying too. Amen? I desire to grow in revelation of just how awesome you are to completely tremble before you. Let's say that one more time. I desire to grow in revelation of just how awesome you are to completely tremble before you. Let's get the next one. In the fear of you, all other fears are consumed by your perfect love. Oh, again. In the fear of you, all other fears are consumed by your perfect love. Again, in the fear of you, all other fears are consumed by your perfect love. I'm delivered from serving all worldly lusts and empowered to fearlessly share just how awesome you are to a world bound in the fear of death. Boy, that's good, isn't it? Let's say it again. I am delivered from serving all worldly lusts and am empowered to fearlessly share just how awesome you are to a world bound in the fear of death. I like this. I'm going to explain it just real quick. The biggest thing that's keeping us from being a witness to the world is fear of what they think is fear. And the more we're delivered from that, those fears in the fear of God, the more we'll be able to step out and be a Peter, be whoever we're supposed to be, as God has called us to. Let's say it one more time. I'm delivered from serving all worldly lusts and am empowered to fearlessly share just how awesome you are to a world bound in the fear of death. Hallelujah. We're the solution, aren't we? Praise God. We're not just fighting the problem. We're the solution. Praise God. Hallelujah. Love you guys so much. Keep the word of God in your mouth. That's how we're successful. That's how we have good success. Amen? And we keep him in our hearts. Keep him in our presence. This is a continual thing. It's not just a church experience. It's not just a devotional time. We, we walk in the spirit. Amen? And we don't fulfill the lust. We walk in the spirit and as such we're sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Love you guys. Such a blessing to be with you today. You're amazing.